You are listening to a Reverie Studio Productions. Download the Reverie app for the best in queer-rated entertainment. Available for Apple TV, iOS, Android, Roku, and Chromecast. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for high day. Sit down, down relax, and sip on Hashtag Team Too Much. Hey everybody, it's me, Laganja Stranja. And me, Gia Gunn. You're listening to High Tea, tea. where I'm the high. And of course, we're spilling all the tea. Oh, All right, my sissy pan. Oh, I love that one. How are you, girl? Well, I'm ready to sissy that walk and sissy doom, that doom, talk doom, doom, over doom, about doom, RuPaul's doom, Drag Race season doom, doom. nine. Call me mother. Mother? The realness. <laughs> All right, girl. I think we're turned up, we're lit, we're triggered, and we're shook up in here in the Reverie Studios with high tea today. Are you ready to get up into this episode, girl? Well, I'm ready to get snatched. Yes. Let's dish some tea. Okay, sister. Well, this week's episode is the Snatch Game, girl. And you know this episode. It's the one. It's the one that It you... separates the little sissies from the <laughs> real queens, baby. It sure is. From the lookers to the bookers. Yeah. All the bookers. That's the one. The dishers and the non-dishers, okay? Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. Just the really... The ones that have the talent and the capability to impersonate and do what I really call drag... Or the ones who are just pretty feminine and just stunning like me. (laughs) Well, before we get into the Snatch Game, I know you have got some piping hot tea. I can feel the heat all the way from over here. Honey, it's boiling over the top. I think you need to go ahead and stop calling the kettle black and let's just jump into this high tea. Gia G spills the tea. Gia G spills the tea. Now, this week on Gia G Spills the Tea, uh-huh. you know, I always love to come with the nitty gritty, just the ultra shady stuff. Press off the press. That's why we go ahead and listen to the high tea, because no one wants to listen to all that kumbaya fucking bullshit. So, <laughs> so he, you're not going to sugarcoat today? Well, not today. Well, it's about time. Because, baby, we have some very disturbing footage this week. <gasps> Not the live footage. Now, we all know that Lucian Piani has been a little interesting and suspicious and just over the top via Twitter coming for Miss RuPaul and just making some very interesting, Quest. questionable, borderline racist and just unacceptable commentary coming from a public figure like himself. Absolutely. I'm going to go ahead and just play this little clip for you. Tell me, Gia G, I'm ready for you to spill that tea. Spill it, spill it, spill it, spill it, Neil! Also, as most of you witnessed, an ex-employee of Drag Race went cuckoo. RuPaul's longtime producer and songwriter Lucian Piani slammed the show during a heated social media rampage. Everybody's wondering what's going on with my tweets, but no. really, all I'm doing is healing the world. No, is she serious? All the secrets that we've held, all the She's lost it, Mary. According to Gay Star News, Piani took to Instagram and Twitter on Thursday, February 23rd and said RuPaul is a sham. (gasps) His following post explained why RuPaul cares more about money than he cares about you. I can't stop this nonsense now, sister. Mr. Lucian has lost it. I mean, girl, 
Talk about biting the hand that feeds you. Amen. Would we know who he is if it wasn't for RuPaul's Drag Race or Miss RuPaul? I don't know, sister. Well, you know, I don't dive deep into my history like that, so I really don't know. But I know you from RuPaul, as I'm sure as many of these other people do. So how dare you, girl? Right. How dare you go ahead and stir the pot? It's just like, if it's not for you or you feel some type of way, just get off and just, I guess disconnect yourself and shut that door and I guess maybe this is what he's doing and in a way um, I don't think it's acceptable the way he's going about it but I do think it's acceptable to go ahead and close doors that maybe you feel are not doing good for you anymore but there is a way to do things and definitely a proper respectful way to still you know not insult people and um, be so harsh well, as someone who had a Twitter battle with Lucian himself, all I can say is... Oh, you're speaking from personal experience. Yeah, girl, you know, back when she was going off on Trump, I had oh, to give her a piece of my mind. No. But um, what I will say is, you know, I just hope he uh, is getting the help he needs. And I hope that he is, you know, uh, healing. Because clearly there's a lot of uh, internal issues going on there. And I feel for him. And I just hope that he is surrounded by people who love him and can give him the things he needs. Because the hate that he's spewing is not over. Now, do we think there's something in the air with this season nine? I mean, are the girls just over the top, just ultra cunt that we just have, you know, makeup artists just, you know, resigning and just, you know, music people just, you know, dishing Well, look, it. RuPaul's Drag Race is an empire, darling. It I takes mean, a lot of people to keep this well-oiled machine going. So, for you sure. know, I think it's only natural. We're going to lose some people. We're going to gain some people and we're going to keep it moving, grooving and queuing. Well, I think RuPaul is just, you know, she's expecting a certain level of professionalism this season. And she's not playing around. And baby, if you can't get on board, <laughs> then you can get right on off. Hard and soft. High and low. We'll tell you what you need to know. Well, all right, Gia, this week's hard moment for me was when Miss Alexis started calling out the girls, okay? Now, she... Really came for Nina, Farah, and Miss Cuckoo. And God bless Cuckoo. That was really another quite a hard moment for me to watch. I just felt like her snatch game was struggleisha. You know, she, she, did she was on the struggle train. Vergara, correct? Yes, which I thought was a great choice. You know, it's like, oh, good, her Latin sister, this will right. be good. But it just, it was too close to her character. There wasn't, it didn't translate for me. Now, I'm going to tell you something that I feel that really. You know, it, for me, it's just a soft spot and a letdown is when the girls kind of have this, you know, bilingual thing going on. And it's just they're not able to express themselves as sufficiently and clearly in English sure. as they are in Spanish, for example. You know, and I think there's so many talented Spanish-speaking queens out there who deserve the opportunity. Um, you know, even Kenya Michaels. I mean, right. she's a fabulous queen. She did so good. But just because she wasn't able to enunciate, you know, as well as maybe, you know, she could have or just as we would like her to for, you know, the standard American viewer. Sure. You know, it's just... It's complicated, and I just wish there was something we could do about that to kind of not have that eliminate your chances of how well you do on the show. Um, but I guess maybe that's what I have to look up for the switch too, honey. Uh -huh, uh -huh. It's just RuPaul's plug, Drag Race sister. up in Spanish, honey, all day, every day. Well, I think the Latin scene is, you know, is fierce, and the queens are definitely dedicated to the art. So it's cool to see them, you know, even get on the show. 
Absolutely. Um, and what about you? Did you have a hard moment this week? Yeah, I think for this week, it was hard to see Pheromone calling out Miss Nina Bonina. Oh my you gosh, know, I was so shocked. I know what that's like to just be told, you know, you're not being grateful and you're not happy to be here. And it's just like, well, girl... How do you know how I'm feeling, you know? How do you know what's going on in my, you know, cranium today? So how you were on you Nina's know? side. Well, no, I just know what it's like to be told how you feel. And I think nobody has the right to tell other people how they feel or, you know, how ungrateful they are. Now, I do understand somebody like Farah who's, you know, who's young and just happy to be there and is, you know, just giving it her all. And, um, you know, I think it. It, it it is easy to look over your shoulder and call a sister ungrateful. You know, even now we see it at shows and stuff, just people just having kind of bad attitudes about being at work and, you know, just not really happy to be punching the clock. I think even you and I can sometimes relate to that. But sure. it is our job. Drag is what we do for a living. And it's important that we remember that each and every show and each and every episode of RuPaul's Drag Race is an opportunity for us. Um, so we just need to be conscious and remember to stay gorgeous. Well, speaking of pheromone, one of my soft moments this week was when Farrah really, you know, let her shoulder down, let her heart on her sleeve grow, and we got to see how sensitive she was about Eureka's leaving. Um, obviously, they had really created an awesome bond, which I, you know, didn't really see much prior to this episode. But, you know, we don't always get to see what the girls are really experiencing. So uh, I just really felt for her and it made me sad to see her friend go because obviously that's how I felt when you left. You know, I was very sad. My sister was gone. So anyways, I, I felt for Miss Farah. And what about you? What was your soft moment this week? Well... Meanwhile, Gia's making the hardest faces you've ever seen the whole time I was saying all of that. It was so hard, you guys. I was scared for her. It's just because this next moment for me is really the softest moment of herstory, I feel. Oh, is well, it? Well, yes. I mean, for me... This is going to be a 20-minute speech kiss. If you're driving in your car, pull over now and just take a moment. Here we go. Well, for me this week, Peppermint coming out as trans visibly, publicly on the RuPaul's Drag Race was a big deal. I think not only for me, someone who's recently came out as trans, but also for the show in general. I think it's completely legendary. It hasn't been done on the show. We have, you know, Miss Sonique, Miss Carmen, you know, Monica, Monica, Beverly Hills. Kenya. Yes, who have, you know, now transitioned into lovely women, but did start off as drag queens on RuPaul's Drag Race, much like myself. I think it took a lot of courage for Peppermint. I also think it took a lot of... I don't know. I think a level of comfort as well for the show to decide to make this a thing, also allow it to be put into the story, and just kind of allowing it to be visible. You know, I think we've all kind of been waiting for someone to be openly trans on the show, as we all know that that fine line between drag and trans is very fine. And, you know, I think it's important at the end of the day that people understand that drag is what we do and trans is who the person is doesn't necessarily, you know, identify them as a performer or as a person. It's two total separate things. And for me, someone who does now identify as a trans woman, it's so important that we just remember that drag is an art form, art form, a creative outlet for us to express ourselves. Men, women, trans, androgynous, 
animals. He, they, yeah. it. Everyone can do drag. And drag is for everyone. So for me, that was my soft moment. And congratulations to Miss Peppermint on coming out um, publicly. Well, I think I'm ready for Mama's Moment. Because oh. this is your moment. And this is the moment that counts. Well, all right, gal, it's time for the best moment of this podcast, honey. Mama's moments. You know, I love it. I love it. I love it. Now, mama, this was the Snatch Game episode. Yes. Who stole the Snatch Game crown for you? Well, I'm sorry. I have got to give the Snatch crown to Miss Shay Coulee, honey. I agree. She literally, the minute the girl opened her mouth, it was like, I just couldn't even believe it. I was so impressed. I was like, wow, I wish I was her. She just has such a confidence about her, such an ease about her. She doesn't have to try. She's just really good. She's just really good. And I love that. I loved her Naomi Campbell. I mean, I love Naomi. She's one of my favorite superstars out there. I love to watch her YouTubes of her being cunty and... Uh, I just could tell that Shay had done her research and was so well thought out. That's a girl that's been charging up for the race. You know, I've Down. seen Shay Kool-Aid grow up in Chicago. We kind of, you know, not started drag together, but I've definitely seen her grow. Definitely seen her observe drag race from a distance. And that is the type of queen that I do believe should have the chance to get on. Someone who has really, you know, studied the show and just really planned to get on and her dream Ready. came true and it's showing. Now, another moment for me this week, it had to be, you know, Miss Farah's pop culture choice of Miss Gigi Gorgeous. Now, oh I, I know the execution was weak, but I loved that she chose our sister. I thought that was such a great choice for her. Obviously, she looked the part and I mean, I think anyone who's been listening to this podcast knows clearly I just have a soft spot for Farah. I just love her. I just think she's adorable and I actually got to meet Meet her at DragCon this last week, which was so fun. Didn't you have a great time? Was she staying gorgeous? She was staying gorgeous. I I love that for her. Well, uh, talking about being gorgeous, who had the best runway look this week for you, Miss Laganja? Well, I think it's going to be another shocker to our listeners, but of course the best runway had to go to Miss Valentina for me yet again. And I mean, literally this week she was just wearing two pieces of cardboard. It was like the cheapest outfit you could ever do, but it was so effective. She gave you that Carmen Carrera naked moment. It was the moment that we all live for. Mm-hmm. The body was lovely. The bronzer was on. I mean, it was just great. I what just is really it about it. body that really gives it to us? Why are people so infatuated with body and pasties and stuff like that? Well, I think it has a lot to do with the transformation. Mm -hmm. You know, when you can see someone who you know has a penis come out and that... Oh, she does? Well, I believe so. Yeah, (laughs) I believe so. Um, And you can see that transformation. That's just... That's... It's it, you want to watch it. You want to see. Well, more. what's the transformation? She just had on two pieces of cardboard. Well, honey, she went from probably having a penis and just like pectoral muscles to having nothing. It was all gone. It was all snatched up like a Barbie. She wasn't even a woman at that point. She was just. It was just an amazing transformation for me. I, I agree. It. I'm and sorry. I can't wait for you guys all to explore my body as she gets more developed. Well, honey, honey, all I have to say about that is LBDT. Look, but don't touch. Sweets. Well, all right, gal. That is another episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 9. And I don't know about you, but I'm feeling snatched back like a kitty cat. <laughs> well, honey, I can't wait to come home tonight in two pieces of cardboard. And just, 
out there visibly ready. I am gonna let you to have show it. my body. I I'm mean, this episode it. was literally just everything from just the snatch game to just the body to just you know coming out as trans. To I be Lucian Piani's cuckoo. I mean, baby, we got it all this week. We really, really did. So for all our listeners out there, be sure to stay. Absolutely Absolutely sickening. And we'll see you next week here and every week with high tea. Yes, God. Intro music provided by Joella Puss Remix.